Welcome back to Revelation Bible Study number 26 from last day's ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's Bible study, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion, and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. May grace and peace be with you today from our God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Since we are living in the last days right before the Lord comes back, Satan knows that his time is short and it is time to attack God's children with great trials and tribulations. Above all, when we pray and stand firm in the word, we can overcome everything in the comfort and hope of the Holy Spirit. Last week we studied Revelation chapter 13 verse 1 and 2. In particular, the one about the beast coming up out of the sea which is the so-called Antichrist, as we know. Jesus said to the Jews, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. John 5 verse 43 Without a doubt, we can see through the word of the Lord that the Antichrist will definitely come from the Jewish lineage. The Antichrist in chapter 13, who comes up from the sea, is the devil, Satan, dragon, the old serpent manifested in flesh, appearing in chapter 12. He has similarities of the devil cast down from heaven. The red dragon of chapter 12 has seven heads, ten horns and seven crowns on the heads. But the beast coming up out of the sea in chapter 13 verse 1 has seven heads, and ten horns, he looks exactly like Satan, but has ten crowns on its horns. Satan has seven crowns on his seven heads, but the beast has crowns not on his head, but on his horns. And the heads are names that blaspheme God. Antichrist is the incarnation of Satan. The person incarnated by God is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is, of course, the only begotten Son, but He is God, the Word. Today, 
we will learn about the features of the beast coming up out of the sea and what he does. There is a message that the Holy Spirit conveyed through the Apostle Paul about the coming of the Lord unto the Thessalonian church saints who worked very hard to spread the gospel and suffered much persecution in the past. The word is found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I will read a few verses from chapter 2 starting from verse 1. It is related to Revelation chapter 13 about the beast coming up out of the sea, the Antichrist. Verses 1, 2, and 3. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. This is the day of the rapture when our Lord appears in the air. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Notice the word apostasy. An era of apostasy right before the appearance of the Antichrist. In America, apostasy began in 1900. It's leaving the word of God behind. Since then, many heretical sects have sprawled out from it. Apostasy is not believing the word of God. It's being careless no matter what God says. It's closing the Bible and just doing whatever my own thoughts lead me with. It's the age of Laodicea. It is an era in which the civil rights and people are more important than the rights of God. For this reason, the past 100 plus years has been an age of apostasy, and now it is at its peak, and the time has arrived for the appearance of the son of perdition. The words of 2 Thessalonians today are the same words spoken by the Holy Spirit 2,000 years ago. The saints also waited for the Lord to come soon, even way back then. Because the Holy Spirit is an eternal spirit. Because the Spirit of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Since it is certain that He will come at any time, we have no choice but to think that He will come immediately. When we have this kind of heart, we can overcome everything in the hope of the Lord's coming. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 1 John 5 verse 4 What is faith? Waiting is faith. Titus 2.13 says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Faith is that the bride waits for her groom. So now the apostasy has already reached its peak. Then, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, again from 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3, the very moment the Antichrist appears, the saints will go up to meet the Lord. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 4 When the temple of Israel is built, and the Antichrist suddenly changes the tune, claiming that he is God, the Jews are bound to run away. 
The Jews are commanded by the Lord to flee, as in Matthew 24, verse 15 and 16. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. The abomination of desolation is the Antichrist. And the holy place refers to the throne where God dwells in the newly built temple. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Revelation 1 verse 3. Let this be a blessed time as we read and listen to the words of Revelation starting from 13 verse 3. Chapter 13, verse 3, And I saw one of his heads, as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Now keep in mind the Antichrist has seven heads. Seven heads. These are the kingdoms that attacked and persecuted Israel, the woman. Historically, Nimrod of Babel, Pharaoh of Egypt, Sennacherib of Assyria, Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, Cyrus of Persia, Alexander of Greece, and Caesar of Rome. Seven heads. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed. One of the kingdoms that died will surely revive and reappear. This definitely speaks of Rome making a comeback. The Roman Empire was ruling at the Lord's first coming. The revived Roman Empire will rule again at the Lord's second coming. Disguised in the name of the Roman Catholic Church, the Roman Empire will make its appearance once more. Let's look at Revelation 13 verse 4. And they worshipped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? who was able to make war with him. Notice the action of worship. The Greek word is proskuneo. The inherent meaning of this word is to kiss. Ultimately, it is kissing Satan. There will be a kiss towards the Antichrist. No one will be able to withstand him. Our battle is not against blood and flesh. We can overcome Satan with the word through the power of the Holy Spirit. We must fight the spiritual battle. Romans 11.4 says, But what saith the answer of God unto him? These are the words God spoke to Elijah when he cried out to God. I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. This goes back to the Old Testament. And those who worshipped Baal kissed Baal. And those who did not worship did not kiss. So the words quoted in Romans 11.4 are found in 1 Kings 19 verse 18. Yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him. In fact, Judas Iscariot kissed Jesus when he betrayed him in Luke 22 verse 47. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with the kiss? Luke twenty two forty eight. There is a deeper meaning behind the word kiss. 
In Psalm 2, the Holy Spirit has a message about a future event that will take place, a message pertaining to the revelation of Jesus Christ. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Psalm 2, verse 1 through 8. The Father sets up his Son, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, as King over Zion. He reestablishes a king in Jerusalem. He also said he would give this land, the entire earth, to the Lord. He appears in Revelation chapter 19 as the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then in Psalm 2, 9, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. As in Isaiah chapter 53, Jesus at his first coming didn't have a beautiful appearance and was like a tender plant. And he died without a word, like a lamb. Why? First, in order to establish his kingdom, in order to establish the children of his kingdom, in order to destroy sin, he received all sins into his flesh and shed his blood. He then went to hell as in Micah chapter 7 and threw away sins into the depths of the sea. But on his second coming, he shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. When the Lord comes to judge the world during the tribulation, he will indiscriminately destroy everyone. When the Lord reigns, those who disobey will all die. The Lord Jesus is patient with you even if you don't believe in him now. But he will destroy everyone on his judgment day. That's why the Lord says this to the world in Psalm 2, verse 10 through 12. Be wise now therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. It is not the devil, nor the Antichrist, nor Baal, but our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we shall kiss. Those who have received Jesus Christ by faith and received him as the Savior, those who trust in him and believe in him now, are those who kiss him. Those who follow worldly substance kiss the devil. Be adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. James 4.4 4. Moving on with Revelation 13, verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. 
and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. The beast in verse 5 is a lion. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. These saints are the Jews, people of Israel. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. All unregenerate Jews will fall into the tribulation. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. What will the beast do? Eventually everyone will worship him. We've all seen and heard of Verichip, a microchip implant. Unless something else comes out, the Antichrist can use this in the future. All those who have received the mark will have to worship him like mindless robots. We are living in such end times. The Lord rebuked the Pharisees. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? We must be awake and pray. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. 1 Peter 4 verse 7 Don't be drunken like the rest of the world, but stay awake by praying. Revelation 13 verse 11 And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Here we see a beast rising from the earth this time. The devil, the dragon, came down from heaven. The Antichrist came up out of the sea. The beast here in verse 11 has two horns like a lamb. But he's not a lamb. He speaks like a dragon. He rises out of the earth. Coming from the depths of the earth, from the abyss. This man is undoubtedly the false prophet. He receives power from the dragon and speaks like the dragon. Not only the Antichrist will speak like a dragon, but the false prophet who speaks of the Antichrist will also speak like a dragon. The Trinity of God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one, but the devil, the Antichrist, and the false prophet are the Trinity of Satan. Satan imitates and mimics. In the Old Testament times, there was Baal, Balak, and Balaam. Baal is an imitator of God the Father, while Balak is the model of the Antichrist, and Balaam is the model of the false prophet. Notice how all their names begin with the letter B. Satan also imitates the trinity of God as Satan, Antichrist, and the false prophet. Revelation 13, 12-14 says, And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, 
so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword, and did live. Satan has the power to perform miracles. It's shown in Revelation 16, verse 13 and 14. The Antichrist is an idolater who uses images. Zechariah chapter 11, verse 17 says, Woe to the idol shepherd. By mimicking Jesus Christ, the Antichrist calls himself the idol shepherd, I-D-O-L. Our Lord is the good shepherd, but the Antichrist is the idol shepherd. He is Judas Iscariot from Zechariah chapter 11, verse 13. The Lord said, Judas went to his own place. He will come up again from his place by incarnation. He will show up again by resurrection. This is a mystery indeed. Let's keep reading with verse 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Here Satan gives life to the image of the beast with God's permission. The Bible says Satan cannot create life, but in fact we can see that this is otherwise. When our Lord created man, he breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. Even Satan imitates this. It was Satan who struck Job's body with God's permission. That is why we must sincerely accept Jesus Christ now and be born again by the Holy Spirit so that we can meet the Lord even before all these things happen. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Revelation 13, verse 16 and 17. With Verichip and RFID chips, which are currently available once the chip is implanted in the body, there is no need to scan each product one by one at the supermarket checkout. Just put it in the cart and walk out. Everything is calculated. Think of Amazon One, Amazon Fresh. After all, it was already created in the United States a long time ago, prepared to be used by the Antichrist. Since this can't be forced upon the general population, people are persuaded to grant injections into the bodies of patients. With all the medical names of symptoms, diseases already on the CHIPS database, you can easily get medical treatment anywhere and have medical authorities notified in case of an emergency. That's how they persuade the people to receive it. This sort of enforcement will even include injecting children with the device so that they will be able to track them in case they are kidnapped. In such manner, everyone will be marked. Currently in the United States, domestic pets and farm animals are obliged to receive this chip. Owners will be fined for not injecting their animals. However, when the Antichrist appears, we can see here in the Bible that people will be forced to do so. Undoubtedly, the Antichrist will put the UN, United Nations, in charge on the basis of the Vatican Council 
put the world into the hands of the Roman Catholic Church and immobilizing the people so that they cannot buy any food or do business unless they receive the mark on their foreheads or on the right hand. Who could avoid this? Therefore, when the age of grace passes and the age of tribulation arrives, salvation is lost because receiving the mark is a violation of the commandments. It will be the age of faith in Jesus Christ and keeping the commandments. It's the changing of the times. Salvation in the Garden of Eden was not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but only to eat from the tree of life. Then entering the ark was salvation during Noah's time. In the age of law, keeping the law was salvation. It was a time of temporary covering of sins. Then, when the Lord Jesus Christ shed his blood, all sins are now forgiven and removed because of that blood. However, once this age of grace has passed, since no one can be born again of the Holy Spirit when the age changes, those who fall into the tribulation age because they did not believe in Jesus Christ and were not born again of the Holy Spirit, in the age of tribulation, Salvation will only come by believing in Jesus, plus keeping the commandments. For this reason, you must carefully divide and study this word of truth. You have to distinguish the times well, and you have to study the words of the doctrine by carefully classifying them. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The things of the age of law cannot be applied to the age of grace, and the age of grace should not be applied uh, applied to the age of tribulation. And what would happen in the age of tribulation should not be applied to the age of grace. Then it becomes another gospel. This is the age of grace to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. By believing in Jesus Christ, we receive the forgiveness of sins through his blood. Our spirit and soul are saved. And we live in this hope of being transformed into an eternally incorruptible and undying body when the Lord comes back. This is the true gospel, the gospel of Christ. However, it is said in Galatians 1 that those who preach a different gospel will be cursed even if they are angels. Through the Apostle Paul, The Bible tells us that there are many other spirits, many other gospels, and other Jesus in the last days. Jesus warns us, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 7.21 We should not believe in another Jesus. Also, you shouldn't do business by selling Jesus. That is why he said not to believe in every spirit. We are told to test them. The spirit that denies Jesus Christ has come into flesh is called the spirit of the Antichrist. We must receive the gift of discernment of spirits and discern them very well. Ultimately, every word of God is spirit and life. We must discern everything through the word of God. This is the gift of discerning spirits. Revelation 13, 18, here is wisdom. 
Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred threescore and six. There are few places in the Old Testament that mentions 666. Ezra 2.13, the children of Adonikim, 660 and 6. 2 Chronicles 9.13, now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and 6 talents of gold. Matter of fact, Solomon acted as a model of Christ in his early days but later appeared as a model of the Antichrist by serving foreign gods and marrying many foreign women. Again, Revelation thirteen eighteen says, To count the number. The Antichrist of thirteen eighteen is clearly connected to the numbers in the Bible. Six is the number of man. God's number is seven. Also, Satan's number is thirteen. All Hebrew and Greek alphabets have numerical values. The person we are looking for has the number 666. He can be found either in English, Greek, or Hebrew. With each of its lettering uh, having numerical value, the Greek word Latinos means Latin man, has numerical value of 30 plus 1 plus 300 plus 5 plus 10 plus 50 plus 70 plus 200 totaling 666. Then the word Titan, one of Satan's names among the devil worshippers of Kurdistan is Shaitan, which is from the Chaldean Taitan. So word Titan in an alternative spelling, if you add the number value of the letters, it becomes 666. The Roman Emperor Nero, Nero Caesar, if you convert the letters to numbers, it adds up to 666. Nimrod, the son of Cush in Hebrew, is 666 if you substitute it with numbers. From the Babylonian Empire, the Chaldean god of mysteries, Saturn. Spelling it with four letters, it's S-T-U-R, stir, equaling 666. Mussolini, numerical value of 666. Finally, there is the Latin title written on the Pope's forehead, Vicarious Philly Day. However, the cardinals decided to quickly remove it from the Pope's headgear in the late 19th century, the reason being premillennialism began to sprout. Ever since the Council of Nicaea, the standard Roman Catholic teaching was the millennial kingdom is ruled by the Pope in place of Jesus, with Vicarious Philly Day present presented on Pope's head. It became a problem, however, because Jesus did not come even after 8,000 years. And so, in the late 19th century, people like Moody, Charles Spurgeon, and Cronin formed a great unity and began preaching the premillennial gospel. That's why the cardinals ordered the title to be removed from the Pope's head. But the Popes kept on wearing the headgear. It's in Latin. The letters F, E, A, R, and S have no numerical values in the Latin alphabet Roman numeral system. The word spells fears. With the zero value of these five letters out of the way, vicarious Philly Day worn on the Pope's head adds up to 666. It means vicar, 
or representative of the Son of God. This is why the Pope is being worshipped as a Holy Father. However, we must discern well through the words of God. Roman Catholics appear as Babylon the Great. We must discern well through the Bible, be filled with the Spirit of Christ, and discern the spirits so that we can overcome the spiritual warfare and preach the truth unto all. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this grace, the grace of realizing the word, understanding the truth, and preaching the truth will be with you all. Amen.